One of the things that I find most fascinating Bechlal in the history of religion is how the greatest wars and strifes and schisms within a religion usually were over what to an outsider would seem to be a very slight subtlety not even worth debating over. And Lahavdil, in Yiddishkeit, there are many circumstances like this. And in my opinion, one of the most fascinating is when it comes to the, the schism of 18th century Europe that's felt to this day, which is Hasidim and Mesnagdim. You know, it's more than just a historical curiosity that the Hasidic movement is still officially excommunicated. <laughs> it's one of the beautiful ironies of Jewish history that the excommunication ban, the cheyrim, that the rabbinic establishment throughout Lithuania, of course, based, based by through the Vilna Goin, the Holy Goin of Vilna, but those charomim, those excommunication bans have never been lifted. And there are still some diehards, you know, minigavisem biadem, that they like to continue to perpetuate as if there's still this war going on. For many reasons, it's always been the way of Hashem's Torah to enter the world in a way of there being very vociferously opposed opinions. But what's fascinating to really focus on is what exactly was the machlekas? What's the root of the debate between the chassidim and misnagdim? Now, this is not such a simple matter. Academics to this day are debating that. Of course, there are many common sociological differences that chassidists brought about, such as the fact of the equality of all people and that all people should be considered equal in God's eyes and the taking down of the rabbinic establishment and hierarchy and other sociological factors. But of course, none of those would warrant for there to be an actual excommunication. You're not allowed to daven with them in a minion, etc. And so interesting, also interestingly, that this huge schism that there was in Europe, and again, for decades there were... There were literal violent fights going on. I mean, it was, a, it was a real schism between Jews. And to this day, there's not an entire clarity by everyone exactly what they were fighting about. But the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, is very clear. And we have a few letters. And it's also in Tanya, in the seventh chapter of Shari Chadvamuna, where the Alter Rebbe says clearly what the root of the excommunication ban was. Yes, there were a lot of different aspects that came out, behavioral aspects that came out as a result of the essential root of what Hasidus was saying. But what the Alter Rebbe essentially explains is that the root and the focal point of the debate of the schism between Hasidim and Misnagdim was how to explain one word from the Arizal, a word that the Arizal, that Kabbalah uses should that word be taken literally or figuratively? And if you think that that sounds like semantics, again, the Alter Rebbe is writing that the entire f- debate, to the extent that we're about to celebrate the 19th of Kislev, when the Alter was led at a jelly, he was almost killed over this debate, and there were many. It was a, it was a tremendous debate, like, again, it's still felt till today. And the Alter Rebbe says that the bottom line of the debate was a word that the Arizal, that Kabbalah uses, is it kipshutay or loy kipshutay? Did the Arizal mean it literally or figuratively? And if there was a non-Jewish king that said Paris is well worth a mass, this 
debate about how to read this word from the Arizal is well worth a huge schism among the Jewish people. Because it's not just a question of how to understand the word, but it's a question of how we could understand and relate to God, which is the root and basis of what Judaism is all about. These two ways of understanding the word that the Arizal uses, the word Tzimtzum, the two ways of understanding what symptom, whether it's literal or figurative, is really a question of how much we, each and every one of us, have a direct access to God Mamish. You see the Arizal throughout Kabbalah. When the Arizal Kabbalah at first glance is a book that's explaining how God created the world from God's infinite light and the world is finite things and multifarious different types of things. So how does God light become earthworms and fire and, and grass <clears throat> and a pandemic? So the Kabbalah explains that God does tzimtzum. The word simtsum literally means God contracts or conceals his light. That's the darkness, that he does simtsum, he contracts, he conceals his light, and now there's darkness where his light is not being revealed. And so if you say tzimtzum kipshutai, tzimtzum literally means that God removes his light from created physical reality, from imperfection, from grossness, from corporeality, from evil, from suffering. And God hovers above at some infinite spiritual level. There's even a parable given of a king in his ivory tower looking at a garbage dump. And God literally tzimtzum, he contracts, he conceals, he removes himself from creation. And therefore we need to climb somehow up to God. We have to find different ways of being able to find God by ascending up through this ladder, etc. But the holy Baal Shem Tov that revealed the light of Mashiach explained... That the Arizal, of course, means tzimtzum like kipshute. The word tzimtzum is not literal, it's figurative. Tzimtzum doesn't mean that God contracted or concealed himself. Tzimtzum means that now God is manifesting as concealment and contraction. God is manifesting as the darkness. Instead of God revealing his infinite face in an open way, he now conceals himself and manifests as contracted various multiple different difficult situations, the challenges of life. Tzimtzum Lekipshute is not literal, means that right now in the physical world as you are, of course that's God as well. It's God now through Tzimtzum, through millions of contractions, but the contractions just like a turtle, that the shell is part of the turtle. The turtle's shell is part of the turtle itself. The contractions of God are not less God than the infinite revelation of God. Darkness is not less God than light. King David David writes this in the chapter 139 of Psalms. God is in the darkness as much as in the light. Where can we run from the face of God if we're in the highest heavens or in the deepest pits of hell? It's all the face of God. God is in the darkness and the light. And the Chassidah said that therefore there's no such thing as any person that can contact God as is no matter what the situation Symptom Lekipshutai, symptom not literal, means that figuratively that really you are within God as you are now, no matter how difficult the situation the pandemic presents itself, no matter how much darkness there is. The Balshemtiv's Amuna is to know. 
that the ultimate test of reality of our love of God is to know that we want God and we accept God no matter how He's presenting and manifesting in our life as light or darkness. But the yontav of Yutas Kislev is the victory that every human being could know that no matter where and what and when, you are with God literally. God is just waiting for you to have that consciousness that we're sitting with on God's lap and waiting for us to just scream openly that we want to see Mashiach, we want to see God's face now.